Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Today we introduce you to Joanna Schumali, an artist from Ivory Coast. She lives and works in Abidjan. We begin with a flashback to 2017, when I meet Shumali for the first time at the 57th Venice Art Biennale. She's one of the four artists that Ivory Coast has brought to the island city for the International Art Exhibition. The Ivory Coast occupies the 16th century Palazzo Dauphin, one of the many abandoned historic buildings transformed into art venues every two years. This is the second time the West African country has participated in the Biennale. Those situated not far from the Piazzale Roma and Santa Lucia train station, it takes us more than an hour to find our way there, through Venice's maze of pathways, bridges, and canals. I'm especially interested in visiting the pavilion, because almost four decades ago, in what now seems another lifetime, I lived in the Ivory Coast as a Peace Corps volunteer. The artist meets us at the entrance and leads us up the marble staircase to view her installation a series of intimate photo-based diptychs, embroidered scenes that tell individual stories of cultural displacement. I'm Joanna Shumali. I'm Ivorian. I live in Abidjan, Côte d'Ivoire, and I'm a mixed media and photographer artist. This project is called Translation to evoke the movement that is done between Africa and the Western world. I always do a diptych, one city from the south and one picture from the north hemisphere. And one character, I cut one character and replace it with fabric, white fabric. And this white character comes to a new city. Here it's Banjul and Tokyo. The character who made the choice to follow his dream, to look for a better life, goes to uh, this other world and he leaves behind a blank. Uh, the work is about absence, about asking what's left when they decide to leave their country, their family, their community. And when we talk about migration, usually people think about somebody who comes to bring problems to a community. But we tend to forget that this person who did the travel leaves a hole in his own culture, in his own country, community, and also on the continent. Embroidery symbolizes the weight of the wife or the mother or the child who's left behind, like Penelope. This project is very special for me because I was sick for a year. I couldn't photograph or do photo reportage as I used to do. And I started doing embroidery to relieve some inner conflict, <laughs> I could say. The fact that I couldn't master my body was really frustrating for me. And it gave me also time to start and finish this project that I couldn't because I was always traveling and it helped me to meditate, to introspect and to make peace with myself and also with my femininity. You were saying that oftentimes in your life you've played more masculine roles yes. in your work. Yes, in my country, for example, photography is still perceived as a 
male work, people tend to not really understand why a woman would travel in the villages to take pictures when she's married and she has kids. It has been a long work for me to accept that I'm a woman and I don't have to apologize for being who I am. Embroidery is perceived so much as a feminine work that I like the contrast between photography, which is perceived as a male activity, a male uh, work, and embroidery, which is so feminine and perceived as a little uh, work, not a really important work. And I noticed in these pieces, you've stitched a certain amount and then you've leave yes. this waterfall of, yes, of I threads. Yes, I leave the thread and even the needle because it's, as I said, like the Penelope uh, embroideries, it's not finished. It's a situation that is still going. We still can't find a solution to it. And the wait is always longer and longer and longer for the families. And the problem is always more and more complex. So this is what I uh, translate with the red hanging thread. I see you've brought someone to Miami. This first picture is in the harbor of Casablanca. And the character travels to the beach of Miami. I like the contrast between the working place and the leisure place. And how he still works as if he was going somewhere, while the others are just laying down and just having fun. Why are there green raindrops in this? There's tears falling on Miami because that day was a rainy day in Casablanca, so a cold day, and tears from not finding a solution to the situation. And I would say that I was really in a melancholic state of mind when I was doing this. And this last one is Abidjan, Paris. Abidjan, Paris is really the classic destination for Ivorian people. This particular place of Abidjan is called Ajame. It's a boulevard Nungui Agroga. I know it very well. Yes, it's a very busy um, street and where you can see full of people and uh, a lot of little shops. And we find this street vendor who makes the travel from Ajame to uh, Champs-Élysées, which is a paved with rose petals. I love that analogy. (laughs) With that Cartier uh, building. I embroidered with a golden lurex thread. I really like the fact that in these particular pictures you have all the cliches of Paris, except for the Tour Eiffel, but it's not far. The heart of love, changing money. A lot of Ivorian people like to go to the the Champs-Élysées. It's really a classic. When they dream it's really to live in Paris and to be in Champs-Élysées, to be able to buy and get a better life. C'est la grande vie, <laughs> Paris. And this is a series of how many works? Twelve canvas. Well, it has this gorgeous nostalgia and beautiful achievement of a metaphoric statement about displacement and the global south which is on our minds these days. Exactly. And also by doing the embroidery, I'm doing like a sketch on the world. It's my dream world on which everything is brighter. It's a dream that maybe of one day people won't have to do such extreme choices to live their dreams, but maybe just stay in their country and just be free 
to go wherever they want and not need to. Because most of people who travel and do migration, they are doing it because they, they have no choice and they think they have no choice. And sometimes they don't. My dream would be that they wouldn't need to, to go there and they would appreciate and be able to live their life where they are, where they were born. Fast forward to 2018. I'm heading to West Africa for my very first experience of Dakar, the biennial of contemporary African art. I call Joanna Shumali in Abidjan to ask what she's working on these days. I find out that we'll meet again soon in Senegal. I'm very excited to have the chance to reconnect with you today, Joanna. Me too, me too. Thank you. I discovered your photography is currently in an exhibition in New York at the Museum of Contemporary African Diasporan Arts. The exhibition, Where I Seek, I Find Myself, explores the concept of home through the lens of photography and that just seemed like such a perfect fit for your work. Exactly. I was really amazed by the title. These titles could sum up my whole body of work. Most of my projects are linked to identity and femininity and uh, my continent and social issues in my country or um, about the fact of being a woman and, and the way we position ourselves as African in the contemporary world. So um, where I think I find myself is really on point. <laughs> and I was really happy to be part of this exhibition. Really, really excited and honored to be part of it. It's wonderful. I hear a little background sound like movement. So I don't know if you're doing yes, something. Yes, I am embroidering. I am embroidering. Oh my I goodness. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> okay, the sounds you hear during this conversation behind our voices <laughs> is the sound of Joanna embroidering. That's fabulous. Yes, it's the sound of the needle and the thread through the, um, the canvas of I, my picture. I love this. <laughs> We did speak last year about the stitched photographs you exhibited at the Ivory Coast Pavilion in Venice. You evoked the displacement of individuals and cultures in that work so beautifully. I'm totally hooked by this teaching and uh, the mixed media process. I'm currently working on another project about embroidery on photography. And I think that this is something that I would really, really love to continue in the future. So I'm working on this project that's called uh, Sarali. It's going to be all right, yes. It's a very common expression sentence that we use in Côte d'Ivoire to close conversations or to cheer up each other. I started the project after the terrorist attack in Grand Bassam in March 2016. Two weeks after the terrorist attack, I went and by two pictures of the city with my iPhone, and uh, all the pictures that I was taking were telling the same story, saying, um, I was wondering if it was my own uh, mental state or my mood that was translating into the picture, or if it was the pictures that were influencing my mood. 
all that I could see when I looked at the pictures, it was a lot of melancholy, sadness, solitude, lonely people working by themselves or sitting in empty spaces, a uh, lot of desert places. And when you know that this city is especially known for leisure, it's a little town by the sea, it's a very colonial and historic city. At this time, there was a very different uh, energy. Shumali's Sava Ale project is the artist's way of empathizing with the shared experience of shock and emotional trauma that has become all too familiar around the world today. I realize that we have secret wounds that sometimes we don't talk about, that are very hidden. It's something that we don't discuss in my society, in my country, or in my culture. You can talk about physical wounds, but the mental wounds or mental health is not allowed. And uh, it's sometimes the conversation is shortened by the Savali. Don't complain, Savale. With time, it should be fine. It's a very good thing because we are optimistic and we use a lot of humor to cope with things. But sometimes I wonder if we could address mental problems, mental illness or depression and shock traumas. I think it would be a very good way to heal also. And the photos that you had stitched on that I viewed in Venice, you were crying. Your tears were on each image. Are you still crying? (laughs) Now, no, because this work is more about hope and recovery, stitching hope on the picture, adding colors and hoping for a better future. Embroidery and letting my imagination go through teaching really helped me heal physically and also change my mood because I could lay on these pictures all that I could feel and also connect with the people that I photographed. So tell me what image would we see in the piece we hear you making right now? I'm teaching an empty space. Uh, It's just a street and there is the, there are some plants, some tropical plants. I'm stitching little dots in different colors. I have a multicolor lurex thread, some white thread and very light pink and some silver. All the dots are like tears or raindrops. Most of the pictures that I took are pictures with people alone. But then I also like to use pictures without any people because I think that sometimes it talks more about the absence of the ones that were shot. And also I like the beauty of silent images that you can dive in and just imagine what could have happened there or what was happening before I shot the picture. Each empty space speaks about solitude and absence. So this is your first time to participate in Dakar? Yes, it's the first time. I will be showing my work at the Biennale in Dakar, in Gorée, with the Fondation d'Aper. If you go to Gorée, you will find us. It's a very little island, and you can't miss our exhibition.
It's a very beautiful and romantic, and ah, I'm so happy. I'm Kathy Bird. This is Fresh Art International. Ivory Coast is still new to the Venice Art Biennale, where even national pavilions in the well-situated Giardini and Arsenale struggle to get the world's attention. You might say that Shumali's quiet work and the West African country's remote exhibition venue itself are both metaphors for the experience of cultural isolation. The exhibition Shumali presents during Dakar will be on view at the edge of the biennial exhibition spotlight on the island of Gore, a mile from the main harbor of the city. Because of its history as the largest slave trading center on the African coast in the 15th century, Gore is a UNESCO World Heritage Site and a major draw to foreign tourists to Senegal. This time, Joanna Shumali's pensive art will be easy to discover. Visit freshartinternational.com to learn more and hear other stories from art biennials around the world. We invite you to subscribe, rate, and review Fresh Art International anywhere you go for podcasts. It means a lot to know you're listening. Thanks to followers like you, we've been sharing these conversations since 2011. If you like what you're hearing, go to freshartinternational.com and click on the red support button to show your love for our stories. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk.